Welcome to Wisdom with Trish. I'm Trish. I'm your host. I'm a mom to six kids. I've been married to my sweetheart for 28 years. And I'm a life coach. But most of all, and why we're all here, is I spent 30 years chronic dieting. Yep. Most of my life, I've spent trying to be in a smaller body. And this podcast is about my journey to turning to God and trusting Him to not diet anymore. I found a path of health and a path of loving the space I take up in the world. And I'm here now to help other women do the same. So I'm so glad you're going to join me on the journey. All right, here we go. Hello, everyone. I'm super excited to jump on today and talk to all of you. Um, So I have to tell you first, it's like a beautiful day in Texas. I don't know why I love to tell all of you about the weather, but when you live in Texas, the weather's a big deal. So it's a beautiful day. It's like not even 80 degrees. It's in the 70s. And we had a baseball game today. So my sons have always played baseball, but with COVID, all of it was canceled. And today we got to go watch my son's baseball game and he had a double header. So we had two games and, oh, it's just been a really good day. So anytime you have a really normal feeling day during COVID, I just think it's really fantastic. So I'm having that kind of day. And then I came home and I get to have this really awesome interview today. So today on the podcast, I've invited a guest and her name is Faith Ralphs. And Faith's joining us. So Faith, say hi to everybody. Hello. (laughs) And let me tell you about Faith. So when you first start eating plant-based, you're like trying to figure out your life and you're trying to figure out what you can feed your family. And sometimes it feels a little hard. And one day I was making a really yummy chili and I just really wanted to make a yummy cornbread to go with it. But I'm thinking, how do you make cornbread when you don't use eggs and you don't use butter and all the things that people make cornbread with? But I started scouring the internet. That's what we do to look for recipes. And then I found this cute person that had this blog and her name was faithful. The blog was faithful playful. And she had this, um, cornbread recipe. And I remember thinking, I'm going to make this, but it's not going to be good, but we're going to make it anyway. Cause I just really want cornbread to go with my chili. And I make this cornbread and it is so good. Like, <laughs> like it's better than like, like normal, what people, you know, with all the eggs and butter cornbread, it is that it's so good. And my daughter, who is a little bit of a naysayer on the plant-based stuff, she's, she'll eat it, but she doesn't love it. She was like, mom, this is the best thing you've made. And so (laughs) I immediately started scouring this blog. And in my mind, it was just faithful, playful. I wasn't even thinking of it as a person. And then when I started being on Instagram more, I found this, you know, faithful, playful. I'm like, oh no, I tagged her when I made the the cornbread. So I tagged you. Right. And then I'm, and then, then I'm like, oh, she's on Instagram. And then anyways, I followed her ever since. And I always am excited when she posts recipes and she has eBooks and all kinds of wonderful things. So of course I said, would you come talk to me on my podcast? And I just, and of course she said she would be honored and it made me feel wonderful. So I'm so excited for all of you to meet Faith today. She's just the nicest. I love when she jumps on her stories and she talks about 
her simple way she eats. Like you, she just makes everyone feel like you can eat this way and it's not a big deal. So I really am just so grateful you're with us today. Well, so, thank you. Well, Faye, tell us about, have you always ate plant-based or is, like, how did, how did you, what did you, I'm assuming you have not always ate plant-based. So tell everybody like what your life was like before that. Yeah. Let's start there. Um, so I grew up in Arizona and I have six siblings and we were just like a typical family. We ate pretty healthy. My family, um, my mom has always like chosen whole grains and like little meat, lots of fruits and vegetables, but we also didn't know any better. And we ate like yogurt and milk and eggs and lots of treats. And like, it was just, um, you know, we were a typical family, but then I really just credit a lot of the introduction of this way of eating to my mom. She just kind of got um, a nutrition bug, I guess, and started wanting to learn more about nutrition and and really learn. And um, she read some books by Joel Furman that really spoke to her. He's a plant-based advocate, doctor, has very sciencey books. And um, ever since, she's kind of eaten more that way. And um, I ate that way with her in high school. It wasn't like whole food plant-based yet. We were just basically vegetarian. And so I didn't eat like any meat those last few years of high school. And then I went um, to college and was kind of more of a social meat eater. I wasn't really um, prepared to like, you know, stick to my beliefs in a social situation. I didn't want to be the weird person at parties or on a date or something. (laughs) So, um, and then I went on a mission for my church to Paraguay and they eat a lot of beef. So I ate like pretty, like terribly on my mission for a year and a half. Um, and then I came back and was trying to kind of get back into how I want to eat. I was like on my own and, um, I got married and since then we've kind of just, um, gradually realized that this is the healthiest way to eat. I would say, like most people, you really get into it when you're trying to fix a problem. And um, I've always had, like, pretty perfect health. I've um, always been a healthy weight. I've been a runner, um, naturally thin. I haven't really had to work for it that hard. So I didn't really have a lot of motivation to eat, like, super, super healthy, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But then we struggled to get pregnant for a long time, and that really made me dig deep into, like, how I should really eat. I had, like, symptoms of PCOS. Um, I only had, like, a few cycles a year, and that's, like, kind of a red flag. Um, And so I did a lot of research into that, and if you Google, like, how to eat to cure PCOS, you get so much, like, high-fat diet type stuff, like, tons of keto recommendations, and includes an insulin disorder, and so a lot of people think that you need to eat high-fat, low-carb, but that didn't sit right with me, and I just really turned to the creator of our bodies who knows um, exactly what I needed to do, and I felt... Um, with the spirit and like with the guidance of God that I needed to eat more whole food, plant-based. And so we've aimed for that ever since. That is beautiful. So I didn't know that you had like a health thing that you were trying to figure out. I didn't know that about you. So 
So isn't it amazing? I love what you said about, and you just turn to our creator who created our bodies to see, well, what should I be doing? Because it is, it's so hard to like look online and figure things out. Yes. Like, <laughs> like I, even for doctors, it's hard for doctors. Like, you know, they get taught so little in school about nutrition and then nutrition in America is based on industry. And so it's really hard to tell what is mm-hmm. real or not. And so of course, you know, God knew we would need to have some clarity. So he has given us that clarity. So that's amazing. So, so you just start, did, so you had, I think it's amazing that your mom had figured some things out and then was a person in your life that was, that influenced you. Because I think everyone who's listening, who has, cause it sounded like you were more of a teenager when she kind of started doing mm-hmm. more, you know, getting rid of some things. Yeah. But it's, but it's amazing to me. I love that she's influenced you and that that you were okay with that like not even and I just I see my teenagers and I feel like I'm twisting their arm all the time (laughs) and I'm trying to like get them to do certain things so I I think that it just gives us all hope that even if they act so not interested now that we're planting seeds so that later in their life when they do want to figure this out and they do want to make healthy choices they'll have a foundation of what that looks like Exactly. It won't be so foreign to them. Yes, for sure. So how did your husband, like, how was he through this process? Because many who are listening have husbands who are not on board and really yeah. feel like, you know, that's one of their greatest trials in trying to eat this way. Is it really is. I can't imagine living with someone who was always wanting really indulgent food that of course I still like the taste of it and like that would be really hard but um he kind of had a little bit of uh, a testimony I guess of at least dairy when he was a teenager he got a lot of like acne and earaches like all the time and he drank tons of cow milk like by the gallon and something I don't remember what it was, but he just got the idea that if he didn't drink milk, it might help. And so he stopped drinking milk and his skin cleared up and he's never had an earache since. And so he already was pretty, um, like, sure that dairy is not healthy, but I mean, he still ate it. He just kind of knew that it wasn't good. Um, And before we got married, he knew that I was like a green smoothie drinker and I didn't like to cook meat and stuff. And I would always order vegetarian at restaurants. Like, he knew that, and he liked that about me. But um, when we got married, I was just like, do you want me to cook meat for you? Because, like, I will. Like, you know, I'll do anything (laughs) to make you happy. And he was like, no, I'm totally fine with not eating meat. And he would always order it at restaurants and stuff. Um, And we've kind of just grown together and kind of learned together over the past few years that it's not – healthy and he's I'm grateful that he is open to change and humbled to realize that the way that he's always eaten and the way that we love like that all people like to eat is not the healthiest um he has been heavily influenced by the medical medium that's really been motivating to him um that's kind of spoken to his heart as truth and he kind of promotes a plant-based diet So you kind of have to just, I guess, if I would recommend something to wives, it's just be a good example and um, try to make really delicious food that is plant-based. You can go to my blog for ideas. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) 
and just kind of let them figure it out on their own. Because like all people, we want things to be our own idea. We don't like feeling prodded or dragged into something. It needs to be their own desire. So there's no resentment. That's so true. And I think for some of us, like, because I've been married a long time and I kind of changed the rules on my husband. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, he kind of got a new wife and, yeah. started, you know, and, and he started getting something he didn't sign up for. And I think that trying to just stay in your own lane and letting them, I love what you said about letting them figure it out, like yeah. letting them have their own path and in their own time. Mm-hmm. And kind of like know? teaching them a little bit here and there, because I think education, although not the most like influential motivator, it can be very motivating. For example, the Game Changers documentary that is on Netflix, um, that has a lot of just true education and it's helped a lot of guys understand like, oh, that's why plant-based eating can be so helpful. And once they realize all the benefits they can have, that's a little bit motivating, but they're not going to hear it from their friends or the internet really. Like it's not popular. So you kind of have to just say like little things here and there, like, wow, I learned this, like this amazing fact about how beneficial broccoli is. Or I just was like reading about, um, like all the benefits of cutting back on dairy. And I don't know, I think it's okay to be conversational about it, but not forceful and let people have their agency for sure. That's like so important. Yeah. And especially like those of us with teenagers. So I'm curious, like with your mom, does your mom eat plant-based now that with where you've learned so much about being plant-based? Cause it doesn't sound like she was more healthy trying to find what healthy was before your mission. Mm -hmm. She does eat plant-based and my dad does too. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, they're they're in their late 60s and they're super healthy. So it's definitely paying off. Wow, that's awesome. Because that's really the years that when you haven't been eating this way and you don't make changes, that's really when, you know, like I've had so many friends that are my age now that they're losing their parents in their mid sixties and early seventies yeah. of things that we really just have in countries that eat like we do. Mm-hmm. And so that's amazing. I'm so that's neat that, and then you have like a tribe of people who eat like you. That's so nice that your parents <laughs> eat that way. Yeah. Too. That's so nice. <laughs> so how did recipe creation start and having a blog and like, cause like I have no, like for me, I love the idea of trying new things, but the idea of like putting things together and then telling people that I put this together, that seems very intimidating to me. So (laughs) tell us how that, you know, came about for you. I've always loved cooking since I was a child. I've loved baking and um, I was kind of nicknamed Martha Stewart for a while. I've just always loved it. And um, when we were kind of eating more plant-based a few years ago, um, My husband said, you should make an Instagram account of your food and just like, you know, be a good example to your friends of like healthy food that you make and stuff. And I didn't want to for the longest time. I thought that was, I don't know, too scary or no one would follow me and stuff like that. Like no one Uh, wants to eat my carrots. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I did just for fun. I didn't think I'd have very many followers and it's not like I have a huge account now or anything, but um, I created a food our Instagram called food with faith. And I just took super um, bad pictures pretty much of my food (laughs) before I ate it. Just like a quick snapshot of my plate before I ate dinner. 
I mean, the, my early photos on my Instagram account, they're still there. You can scroll way down and see them. And um, it was just that simple. And my, my friends liked it. And um, it just kind of grew. And so I started, um, I basically was making other people's recipes that whole time. I didn't really ever make up my own. But then when I had my first baby, she's two and a half um, now, my friend wanted to give me a birthday or like a baby shower present of a subscription to a course called Food Blogger Pro. And she's like, I love to give people a gift that's like for the mom, not for the baby, like for their self-development. And it was just the perfect time. I had this newborn. I was um, not working anymore, so I had more time and newborns sleep a lot. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll start a blog because she gave me this amazing gift. I hadn't really thought of starting a blog before, but um, my friend gave me the courage to try it. And so um, it was right when my baby was born that I started my blog and I started to have to come up with recipes for it. And um, I really hadn't done much recipe creation before that. Like I had for my Instagram a little bit because I'm constantly tweaking recipes to make them whole food plant-based. So I've just, um, yeah, I've tweaked so much that I've kind of gained confidence in what it takes to make something healthy and yet delicious. Um, Some of my recipes are, I feel like, probably only delicious to people who are already used to whole food plant-based, but I really try to make them like super yummy for people who aren't used to that because our taste buds change. So like people who are eating whole food plant-based, they don't need things to be super, super sweet or super salty or have that oily um, like fried flavor and stuff like that. Um, but I want these recipes to be truly delicious for people who aren't, whose taste buds haven't changed. So that's my goal is to, um, just kind of show people what to eat because so many times people are like, okay, I want to eat more plant-based, but I don't know what to make. So that's my goal is to kind of just give people ideas of really normal looking yummy food that, um, is also super healthy. Yeah. For, I mean, I know that when I found your cornbread, I like really, when I say it, I didn't have any faith that that was going to taste good. <laughs> I really didn't. And I just thought, well, I'm going to make it anyway. And then I assumed that I was going to have to tweak it and I was going to have to figure out what to do or that I probably would just eat it and my family wouldn't. But literally, my kids still ask for that cornbread. Like, they're oh, like, oh, will you make that cornbread? And so, anyway I just people really need to go check out your blog and see your recipes and I I'm just so grateful because as someone who when you're trying to feed your family and you're trying to you're like I don't even know how to cook without butter and oil and eggs and you know it feels like such a it's like foreign it's like it's like learning a foreign language but with yeah Mm -hmm. and so I'm, I do love that you have figured out how to make really yummy tasting things because while it takes, a, I mean, some of us, it depends who you are, but it does take a while for your taste buds to adjust. Yeah. And so I would know, really like to say though, that they do change. Like that sounds so like hard to believe and like, yeah, right. My taste buds won't change. I love what I love and I'll always love it kind of thing. And I didn't really used to believe that taste buds can change, but, um, I just want to like encourage people to believe that like you will enjoy 
fruits and vegetables and whole grains and beans and nuts. Like you will truly enjoy it and like love it. You don't have to settle for like a lifetime of bland food that you don't like. Delicious food is really important to me. I do not want to give it up, but um, you don't have to. Like I try to think more about the all like all the amazing foods that I can and should be eating, mm-hmm. and not just think about like, how I kind of feel deprived about the foods I've given up. Like I don't want to think about like fried eggs and ice cream and shredded beef tacos, which were like my favorite. Um, I try to think instead of like all the amazing food that I should be eating, like. I love nice cream, which is like blended up frozen bananas. I could eat that like every meal. And I do for meals sometimes because it's just bananas. But um, there's whole food plant-based pancakes and burritos and pasta and like oil-free French fries and smoothies and curries, oatmeal with berries and nuts and like whole wheat sourdough toast with avocado or enchiladas, soups, shepherd's pie, breakfast cookies, all the amazing summer fruits like watermelon and peaches. Like just dwell on the amazing food that we should be eating and you don't feel deprived at all. There's so much to enjoy and you do not have to live a life of like salad. So Uh, yes, very encouraging. What people people think whole food plant-based eaters eat and what we actually eat is different I that's what I found they're they they're not sure what we eat but um yeah I love that you said just to focus on what we can have there's so much that we there's I mean there's like a million plants like I think Mm we get we get you know backed in a corner of we just buy the same things all the time and Mm -hmm. that's what I've had to do is when I get tired of what I'm eating I have to just be like, okay, I got to change things up. I've got to look at recipes. I've got to start, you know, we need to try some new things. But I used to have to do that in my old life. I would get tired of stuff. I would get tired of the same meals that we would have all the time. And then I would need to change things up. And it's so funny that I blame that. Like when I'm eating plant-based, it feels like, oh, plant-based is eating so hard. You know, (laughs) it just used to be like that before too. Yeah. I'm constantly trying new recipes every week. I try at least like two or three new ones. I mean, in part because I'm always trying to make new recipes for my blog, but even before that, I'm just like so unorganized with my recipes that I can never like remember what we like. And so I have to just go back to square one and like Google stuff. And I'm like, oh, we'll try this and we'll try this. And that does keep it more exciting. It's so true. And something I found is I'll try something and then I forget we liked it. And then I, mm-hmm. I, so I'm trying to figure out a way to remember things we've tried and to like really like what's worked for me is if I like something that on the internet to actually go ahead and pin it or just print it out and put it, I have a binder so that I can remember that recipe because I'll just forget stuff because yeah. there are so many options and I do love trying new things and especially curries and stuff like that. It's, I mean, I feel like we eat better now than we ate before mm-hmm. just because I'm, I'm wanting to try things and that kind of stuff. Yeah, food gets but. so much more exciting when you're not relying on meat and cheese to give things flavor. Like sandwiches before, like I used to eat just like boring sandwiches. It was just like, I don't know, like turkey and cheese or something. But now I put so much stuff on there like hummus and mustard and avocado and lettuce and tomato and onions and pickles and pesto and like or I make like a really yummy like chickpea salad like a chicken salad but chickpea and I don't know food just got so much more fun and flavorful once you're not depending on um, like meat and cheese and stuff yeah well and once your taste buds do their switch over and you're not like relying on that fat flavor to have things taste good 
I mean, if you can hold out and just wait for that switch and not constantly be hijacking your taste buds by always, you know, having a little of this or a little of that, I had to kind of let that go because I found that it just wasn't helping my taste buds. But if I just really tried to go to the other side and just stay there, it's Mm -hmm. amazing. Food does taste so good. Yeah, this summer, I remember I was driving somewhere and I gave my daughter like a little bowl of watermelon to eat in the car. And I just grabbed a piece and I just sat in my driver's seat with that watermelon in my mouth and the flood of flavor just like overwhelmed me. And I was just like, oh my goodness, this watermelon is so amazing. And it just like filled me with joy. And it was the weirdest feeling. I'm like, (laughs) I feel so stupid that I'm saying this, but like, the watermelon just like was so incredible to me and I enjoyed it more than I've ever enjoyed watermelon before. And it just made me realize that really simple, like whole foods can bring you a lot of joy. And it just kind of sounds silly, but when you experience it, um, it makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that some people look at me cause I've eaten this way for two years. And before that I did lots of crazy diet or diets and my listeners kind of know about that. But I would do diets where I, it was low carb and I would not eat fruit. And I loved fruit, even though I was just eating meat and vegetables. And um, so for me now, like to think that I've eaten this way for two years, it's I think some people think, well, she's been on a diet for two years. That is not the case. I feel like I eat more now and I have more variety than I ever did in my keto low carb life. Like it's, it's just, I wish that I could like explain that to everyone who's like doing, you know, restrictive eating. And, and then sometimes I found on Instagram, people will say, you should not cut out food groups. And I think some people think that that's what's going on with whole food, plant-based eating. Can you explain to everyone how that's not the case that we are not cutting out any food groups? Yeah. I love talking about this. Food groups are a very man-made construct. Um, I mean, we all need all the nutrients, but food groups are established by like food industries who like you to think that you have to eat cattle or, you know, meat or dairy to get the nutrients. You don't need dairy, but you do need calcium. Um, So I don't even think about food groups. I just think about nutrients. And if you're getting all your nutrients, that's all that matters. You can get calcium from oranges and soybeans and whole grains and almonds and um, broccoli has a lot, um, green vegetables. So just think about nutrients and not food groups and you're not cutting out anything. You're actually getting way more nutrition and way more variety of nutrients than you ever would not eating so many plants. What would you say to those faith that would say that they're concerned about their protein? What would you say about that? Um, There's so much misinformation about protein from the protein industry. Um, But I will just say that you don't have to eat protein-y type foods to get plenty of protein. All whole foods have all the macronutrients. They all have fat, protein, and carbs, even if in small amounts. Like even a potato has some protein and a banana and stuff like that. Um, So basically, if you're eating enough calories, you don't have to worry about macronutrients. You're going to get all three. What we really need to worry about is micronutrients and fiber. Um, But if you're eating whole food plant-based, you don't have to worry about that because 
you don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> Everything, yeah. it all comes. You don't have to like think like, what if I'm not getting this and stuff? Um, there's a lot of danger from eating too much protein. And everyone's so worried about getting enough. But in reality, most people are eating way more than they need. Even vegetarians and vegans on average get way more protein than they actually need. Um, and too much protein fuels cancer and can cause all kinds of problems. So um, I just simply don't worry about it. Yeah. And I remember um, the Esselstyn guy. Now I can't think of his first name. The firefighter guy. He talks mm-hmm. about protein and he just basically says, um, well, he quotes his dad, who's the heart doctor, and just says, you need to worry about protein as much as you need to worry about air to breathe. That's, mm-hmm. the, that, that's how much you need to worry about protein. If you're eating whole foods, eating plants, there's plenty of protein in that, mm-hmm. those, in that for you. I just think we're so trained that protein comes from animals. Yeah. And, and that is very industry driven mm-hmm. in our country, like you said. Uh, but it's a, it's a mind switch. I think that I have, I have people who reach out to me who are terrified to eat whole grains in abundance like we do like they do not want they just like I cannot eat all those carbohydrates Mm -hmm. and um because they they've been so trained that you have to have protein is king and everything else is you know second level (laughs) to it I know I say just look at the fruits like people who truly eat this way um they're typically healthy so look at the fruit of it like People who are scared of fruit and eat a ton of fat and eat a lot of meat and stuff, they typically always have more health problems than me who eats lots of fruit and lots of carbs. Only whole carbs, though. Like, there's a huge difference between refined carbs and whole carbs. I don't really like it when people say carbs because I'm like, well, what kind of carbs do you mean? Like, cookie carbs or, like, sweet potato, banana kind of carbs. Like, they're totally different. So anyway, I would just say whenever you're trying to figure out the truth about something, look at the fruits, and that's how you can know if it's a good tree or not. That's so true. So tell us about refined carbs, because do you eat pasta? Do you eat bread? Do you eat, you know, that yeah. type of stuff? Um, I mean, for one thing, I'm not trying to lose weight or heal a chronic disease. But even if I was, um, as long as it's a whole um, food to begin with, like whole wheat pasta is different than white pasta. Brown rice is different than white rice. So yeah, I do eat all that. I don't eat white bread or white flour, but I eat whole wheat flour and we buy pasta. I love the chickpea pasta just for like broader nutrients. Um, that is good. If, listen, yeah, if, you haven't, good. if you haven't tried chickpea pasta, it's good. Mm-hmm, it's so good. And especially for little kids. Um, it gives them lots of a variety of nutrients than just more white flour or like more flour in general. Um, but yeah, we eat tons of whole carbs. We don't eat um, refined grains at all, but we eat so many carbs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I feel like that is like the biggest misconception that people have that um, that we cannot eat like that. Any, no pasta, no breads. And I just think that I, I love those things. Mm -hmm. And so, and we don't get to eat those things in abundance because we, my husband is type two diabetic. And so we try to really stick Mm -hmm. to whole foods, but there is a room, there is room for that. Like for our family, we try to just have those kinds of things once a week. Like that's kind of our Sunday dinner is maybe more like of a pasta dish and breads and kind of things. But I think there's room for all of that. 
And, right. It and just depends on what your goals are. Like if you're trying to lose weight, you wouldn't want to eat those things because they're very calorie dense. Yes. But if you're not trying to lose weight, then it's fine. Faith, I wanted to ask you. So I heard you say that the other food still tastes good to you, which I'm glad that you acknowledged. So tell me, how have you managed to just stay with whole food, plant-based food and not always be indulging in the other stuff? Because it gets hard. That It's hard to live differently than the rest of the world. It really is. It really is so hard. I won't say it's easy all the time. Um, it has been easier this year since there's been less social things going on and I've just been home. I'm like, wow, this is so easy when I am in complete control in my own home. Um, so it's fairly easy at home. Um, but when it's not easy, I try to just remember, um, my why that's like the key to succeeding in lots of things. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, one thing I think is if I eat, the standard American diet, I'm going to get the standard American diseases. And I don't want that. Um, that kind of helps me to separate myself from like, the typical way of eating and remember that it has consequences. Um, I also just kind of say to myself, by small and simple things are great things brought to pass. And by like small little bits of nutrition here and there, really great results come. And um, I just try to focus on the benefit of eating lots of like very small, good decisions here and there. Um, yeah, that's really good. I also kind of think, yes, this is a challenge now, but do I want a greater challenge later? Um, it's hard to eat healthy. It's hard to like find time to cook. It's very hard for me to um, make meals that are like fresh and not processed with little kids demanding my attention. But I can either choose that challenge or I can choose challenges later, like my life depending on prescriptions and doctor visits and losing my independence, having other people have to help me to get around and um, pain and stuff like that. So I'd rather have the challenges of eating healthy than the challenges of being unhealthy. That's motivating to me. Yeah, that is so true. Cause I think that we, um, my podcast last week, I talked about, you know, when we're eating healthy, we get all those benefits and then, but sometimes we think, Oh, but we're so sad. We're not eating all those things anymore that we used to. But then when we were in our life of eating all the things, a lot of the times, some of us had challenges that we were facing because we were eating all the things. Like, I'm so grateful mm -hmm. that my allergies have cleared up and that I no longer am constipated all the time, you know? So I think you're, yeah. you're always, you know, it's good to remember that you're trading one thing for another and, you know, it's worth it. It's worth to not have those, you know, problems that arise from eating the way that the rest of the world eats. Exactly. Yeah. So tell me, you said something earlier on the podcast, you said, I've pretty much figured out how to make things taste good. Like I know, like, so I would love to hear for all of the people who are trying to navigate this new way of eating, what would be your suggestion to them in the way that they cook that helps them make things taste good? Um, well, for one, you have to just get used to things not being like uber processed and your taste buds change. I think that's one thing. But also, um, 
I just try to use tons of variety and lots of flavor. Typical food doesn't use tons of like flavorings. Like American food is mostly just cheesy, greasy, and salty. That's like how we mostly make things taste good for American food. But like ethnic cooking, like Indian and like Asian and African and Mexican, like they use tons of spices. And so I use tons of spices. And not only does it add flavor without calories, but they have tons of antioxidants and anti-inflammatory effects. So that's, it's a way of adding nutrition to use lots of like cumin and chili powder and um, curry and stuff like that. That's, Uh, that is so true that we don't really use spices in American cooking because I bought spice, I got spices when I first got married. And those spices, I had those for years and years and years, where now I'm going through spices Like I no longer buy the spices on the shelf because I go through them too fast. I'm like going Mm -hmm. to Winco and buying the bulk, you know, buy them in bulk because it's way cheaper. That's exactly what I do. Yeah. And, and I'm going through them so fast. Like I, Mm -hmm. when I, when we, when everyone was shutting down, things were shutting down and we were all stockpiling food during COVID, I was like stockpiling my spices like I have so much extra spices right now because I'm like we our food doesn't taste good if I don't have this I have to have yeah. a lot of it. <laughs> so it's true and I wouldn't want to eat beans and rice for months without something in it like I need some hot sauce and <laughs> right garlic powder and stuff like that for sure um, yeah and then just lots of variety and color like I don't really ever eat just like brown food anymore like I just try to add like as much variety as possible And the bigger diversity of plants you eat anyway is super important for your gut health and like your digestion, your microbiome. You need the most variety, not just quantity, but like diversity as possible. So that also makes things taste good. Oh, for sure. Yep. And variety is important. I really try to, I actually keep a list of what plants we're eating and so that I I can always be growing it (laughs) because the diversity of what you eat is really, it's gut health. And then it's also like your overall health. It's your immune system. The Mm -hmm. more, the more plants you eat. And I don't know if everyone understands that or knows that, but I'm so glad you brought that up. Yes. You need a diversity of plants. So be, you know, breaking out. Like I just bought bok choy for the first time the other day (laughs) and I'm like Googling what to do with bok choy. (laughs) So there's so many plants that we're not eating that are available to us. And so you you do, you Mm -hmm. just have to broaden that, you know, you're going to, you're going to buy more produce than you've ever bought in your life. But yeah, shopping trip. Well, at least every other or so I try to buy something new that I've never, ever bought before. And you'd think you'd run out of things, but I mostly shop at Winco and like with the bulk bins and the produce, I am often trying new things. Like I just tried tempeh, tempeh, tempeh for the first time a couple weeks ago, um, which is like a soybean, like a fermented soybean thing. Um, but yeah, it's really important to not buy the same exact groceries every single week because it's boring. You want to stop eating that way. And it's also not as nutritious. Oh, that's such a good tip. Every time you go at the grocery store, try to pick up something new you haven't tried and then make yourself use it. <laughs> Cause I'm going to say I used bok choy the first day and my bok choy is still sitting in my fridge. And that was a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so I'm going to pull like that out today and use it. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, um, you had said that you had struggled with getting pregnant. Well, I'm on your Instagram feed and I see that you have children. So let's talk about some of the blessings that you've had from 
that you feel that you've had from, you know, changing your life and eating this way? Yeah, they are so numerous. And some of my favorite blessings aren't even physical. But um, yes, definitely my favorite blessings are my kids. I love them more than I ever even knew it was possible to love. They are all consuming to me. They are um, two and a half and seven months now. And um, they are just my whole life. My husband and I are overwhelmed with joy to have them. And um, I mean, who knows how I would have I don't know how things would have ended if I didn't change my diet. It might have just been a lot harder to get pregnant and probably still would be. But um, I we had lost our first couple babies because I have an incompetent cervix, which is just a genetic thing. Um, and so my diet didn't really change that by any means. I had a surgery for that. There are some things that a perfect diet just can't change. But sure. um, I... Um, I'm just so grateful for the understanding that I've had. Some of my favorite blessings are just um, the hidden treasures of knowledge that I've discovered through this way of eating. Um, I think discovering how to overcome infertility. I mean, for me, it's different for every woman who goes through this. Like there's different causes of infertility, but I think changing my diet really helped. Um, The truth about fruit. There's so much fruit fear in the world and people are rampantly saying like don't eat fruit and it just breaks my heart because I think that was a big um, key to me overcoming polycystic ovarian syndrome is just like lots of fruits and vegetables Um, and the truth about like insulin resistance that a high fat diet contributes to insulin resistance it's not carbs that's the problem Um, cancer protein like all these hot debating topics. I feel so much peace about what I believe about them. And um, just that mental clarity has been a really big blessing for me. I have an ability to discern the truth about nutrition. Um, And there's still some things I'm trying to figure out, but I feel like I have extra help with the spirit to guide me because you just can't trust people. Like you can Google anything and you can get science to say whatever you want. Um, So you really just can't trust strictly what people are saying. I really have to seek divine help for discerning it all. That's amazing. And it's awesome. I love that in the word of wisdom, it talks about that we will have treasure. And I really think those are the treasures, the treasures Mm -hmm. of knowing what true health is. God knew that it would be a hot mess down here of information, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and that, and I was always seeking for that. I was always trying to figure out what, how should I be eating? And mine was always connected to weight loss. I always wanted to figure out what would be the perfect diet for me to lose weight. But for, but you know, I had done all the things mm-hmm. and now I feel like I have, like what you said, I have so much clarity. I'm like, okay, well, I just know this is what is healthiest for my body. And I can yeah. trust my body that it's going to take care of what it needs to take care of. And I don't have to chase it anymore. I don't have to chase health. That if mm-hmm. I'll just eat this way, that health comes, that that's how, it, you know, you can be healthier with your next meal is what I'm constantly saying here on the podcast. Just focus yeah. on that next meal. And-, and that's another blessing I've discovered that it sounds like you really have too. is just like a deeper love for my body. I don't feel like my body is the enemy. I feel like it's um, like my friend and my body's not perfect by any means. I don't like love everything about it, but I just really appreciate it. And 
I have like deep respect for my body and that makes a really big difference in so many areas of life. Oh, yes. I love how you said that. My body's my friend. Yes, it's our home. It's our home here on earth. And I don't know that all of us are good keepers of our home. Like we just see it as our enemy and it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. And the more I see that, the more I have my eyes open to, I believe it's Satan. Like Satan Mm -hmm. wants us to feel that way about our bodies because he doesn't have one. So of course he wants us to not like the ones we have exactly, and, and to be, you know, fighting against it. And so I really do believe with following the way God's asked us to eat, you can lay down your weapons of war with yourself and you can just enjoy food. And, Mm. and I love that taste buds do change. Like we're not all broken. Like you can love your food. You can enjoy real food. Totally. You just have to give yourself time to have that switch take place and trust the process. Yes. Thinking about my body as a temple also really helps. And I feel like deeper holiness and respect for it. And then it, it blesses you back. Like you take care of your body and it really does take care of you. We Mm -hmm. hardly ever get sick as a family. And when we do, it's very short lived. Um, I always take like elderberry syrup and within like hours or overnight, like I'm totally better. And um, I think it's just like, if you constantly try to nourish your immune system, it really is a super hero. It can conquer like any little thing. And, um, it's just, I think it's a long process to nourish your immune system, especially if it's hasn't been nourished for many years in your life. But um, that's a huge blessing. Oh, yes. Well, and I think, too, that not everyone understands that their immune system resides in your stomach. It's in your gut. Like mm-hmm. that, that is where your immune system is. And so the way we nourish our immune system and like you said, how you um, – feed it and you take good care of it is it's by what you're feeding it in your stomach (laughs) yeah and and it and our and our you know our microbiome loves is that's it's if you understand this is trickier but microbiome and immune system are all related they are they all that that's all one thing and so when you understand that and you understand that your microbiome loves plants and loves that's that's what it feeds off of then that's how you strengthen your immune system so, yeah. yeah. And then, and our bodies are always, I watched this even with my dad who had cancer, his body was always trying to heal. It was always in the state of healing, but our bodies can't heal if all it's doing is fighting what you're putting in it all the time and mm-hmm. having to like move it through and take care of it. And it's always on like the defense of trying to deal with things instead of on the offense of trying to fight disease. Exactly. So, so, yeah, we have so much control of it that we don't even, that is not recognized in our society today. We almost feel like we're a victim to whatever happens to our body. And we have so much more control than that. So I love that you brought that up. You said control, because that's been like another blessing of all this is realizing that I do have control. I think like a lot of the time, and myself included, when I was younger, I would kind of look at people who have chronic diseases and I'd be like, what if I get cancer one day as if I'm just going to like fall prey to some like scary monster and I can't like run or something like I just get unlucky and it just gets me. But now I realize like I do have some control, like not a hundred percent. We're never like a hundred percent in control, but we have like a ton of control and I don't fear chronic diseases just like landing upon me. Like I'm getting unlucky. I feel like I have um, some decision-making in that regard. For sure. 
Yes. And that's that I that's so empowering to all of us to know that's that liberating. You know, we liberated yeah. fear. Yeah. And even with like just diseases going around or sicknesses, I'm just I don't live in fear at all. I'm like, you know, whatever happens, happens. If I die, I die. <laughs> um, well, and that's what I think is such a powerful a message that the plant-based doctors give is no like you don't have to be a young person and then eat this whole way this way your whole life to get benefits from it as soon as you start eating more plants and nourishing your body the way and eating the food that was designed for your body your body goes right into that healing and it wants to take care of things and you can have benefits all along the way like no matter what age you are Mm-hmm. And so, you know, your numbers can improve. All of the things that we feel prey to are, can be changed. No matter, you know, and there's things like arthritis where once you've lost some mobility that can't come back, like those bones are solid at that point, but it can help with your pain. If you have arthritis, there's always room for improvement and it, your body always wants to heal. And so yeah. keep that in mind for sure. It's It could be a whole nother podcast talking about kids and eating this way, but I just hate to see my kids in pain, and so I really try to feed them this way, which um, I guess there's, it's easy in some ways, hard in other ways, but anyway, they've never really been significantly sick. My daughter had the flu in January, and that was the only time she'd ever been sick, um, and we recover really quickly, and I'm just really grateful for that. Like They've never had fevers or earaches or even like constipation, and it's just such a relief to not have to watch your kids be in pain. So it really is never too young to start eating this way. And it's also never too late. It's never too, you're never too old to change as well. Absolutely. Well, I'm so glad you came on today. Now, Faith, all of my guests that come on, actually, I forgot to do this with my last two guests, but I remembered. So I'm going to ask you, I always ask my guests, what is something that they love about themselves? That's something that we don't ever acknowledge or get to talk about but on this podcast you do so tell everyone faith what's something that you really love about yourself hmm, i hate it so advance <laughs> i know and i don't ever give him advance notice i just throw it out there so so you don't uh, overthink it <laughs> i love that kind of like my name suggests i i feel like i do kind of have a gift of faith and um, faith gives me so much joy in life. Like I just, it's not something that you have to be granted. It's just a choice that you make. And I choose to believe even when it's really hard. And when I'm conflicted with doubt, I try to really doubt my doubts and have faith in my faith, have faith in myself, um, have faith in God's willingness to help me and his ability to help me. And, um, that's something that I love about myself. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's powerful when women can actually say out loud something they like. So thanks for doing that. (laughs) Well, Faith, I love that you came on today and talked to us. Um, Tell everyone how to find you and like your blog. Tell everybody about where they find you. You can go to faithfulplateful.com or um, my Instagram is faithful.plateful. I'm also on Facebook. Um, and you can just Google my recipes. Like you can Google faithful plateful cornbread if you want and it'll pop right up. So that's how you can find me. And then you have a new ebook out, right? I do. It's my first one. It's called 20 minute meals and they're all whole food plant-based meals that you can make in 20 minutes or less. 
because I do not love slaving away in the kitchen. As much as I love to cook, um, it gets really exhausting. <laughs> well, yeah. So, um, yeah, these recipes were created for days when you just need something really quick, but you still need a really delicious, satisfying meal. Some of my very favorites are in there that I make most often. There's 20 recipes that are all quick to make, and it's $8.99. That's awesome. So to to find that, that probably they can probably access that on the blog and on your Instagram and your link in bio, I would say. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. So I would tell you that, go get that. 20-minute meals <laughs> in 20 minutes. That sounds magical. Yeah. So that's awesome. Well, thank you, Faith, for coming on today. And I'm just, um, if you don't already follow Faith, go follow her on Instagram because you literally, I'm just inspired by her every time she gets on. I just feel like, yes, this is what we're doing. And she has such a, I guess, this spirit about her that just makes you feel like, yeah, we're doing this and it's beautiful and we're doing all the right things for our bodies. I don't know. You just, you really make people feel like it's a doable thing. And that it's, a, and it's just like, I love the way you interact with your kids and you're giving like your babies his green smoothie. For his breakfast. <laughs> like, I just love all of it. So go follow faith, everybody. Well, thank you, Trish. All right, everybody. Well, I hope that you're doing well and I hope that you're um, enjoying a little bit of fall weather. I hope you're getting some wherever you live. And I know that we're enjoying it in Texas. So, all right. Have a great day. Have a great day. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. few things before you go. If you have found that you need help on your journey of taking amazing care of yourself and loving the space you take up in the world, please, I would love for you to come join us in my monthly membership coaching program called Breathe. Breathe is a place where like-minded women come together and help one another. I help you by coaching you and then I record that and then other women will watch while you are helped and then you watch other women when they're helped and it's this community where women are helping women and it's so beautiful. There's a lot of other perks when you're a Breathe member. So you receive coaching, you get to watch other women be coached and then you also get to have access to any course that I provide. So right now, there's two courses in the membership. One is how to eat plant-based in 30 days without dieting. So if you're at the very beginning of your journey, that will help you so much. Now, if you're a little bit further along in your journey, you will probably love my course that is on self-care. And it's a self-care course that you take over six weeks. And it's a way for you to come home to yourself and start figuring out what does love feel like for you? And this is a course that I usually offer just to a group coaching program, but now it's also offered in Breathe. Something else you'll have is you'll have this community of support. There'll be a private Facebook group that you can check in with. And remember, you're gonna be seeing these other women be coached. So you will get to be honestly their best friends. It will be a wonderful community. And you know, sometimes when we eat plant-based and we try to leave diet culture, it's a little bit lonely. 
So that will be a wonderful support for you. The last thing, I provide weekly meal plans. I'm trying to think of everything I can to make this process of you loving you and you loving the space you take up in the world and you taking amazing care of yourself to have all the tools for that. And one tool to simplify your life is a weekly meal plan with a grocery list. And that will also be available in Breathe. And all of that will be available on an easy app so that you can access it on your phone and you can, um, it can be very user-friendly for you. So come join me in Breathe. You remember, nothing in your life has to change for everything to change. And that's the work we do in Breathe. Have you come up for air? Have you needed help to keep breathing? I got you. Come join us and breathe. Have you downloaded my free commitment planner? Okay, if you haven't, you totally need to. It's such an easy way for you to make and keep commitments to yourself and honor those commitments. Go to my Instagram account and in the links in bio, there is an option there to download that for free. Totally go get that. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. If you're feeling like you're missing episodes, it's probably because you're not subscribed. So whatever, wherever you listen, you just subscribe and then they will make sure that you don't miss an episode. Also, are you part of my free Facebook group? If you're not, you should be. Come on over, share recipes with us. And it's just a really diet culture free place to um, enjoy being online. And last of all, have you left me a review? Reviews are really important because that's how other people find the podcast is through a review. So wherever you listen, go ahead and leave me a review there so other people can get the help that they need through the podcast. All right, y'all are the best. Have the best day. See you next time.